Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Hello, 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 my neurodivergent people. Can we just take a minute to point out that that intro music that I have used since the inception of this podcast, which I think is pretty cool because it sums me up as, uh, yeah, my klutzy dog barking in the background, just constant distraction of a podcast host that you seem to not mind and be very kind towards. I don't know if you saw my Instagram reel or my TikTok video where I explained to you that they announced at this PodCon conference meeting that we're doing that they're literally playing our intro music as we walk up on stage. So yeah, if uh, if you want to, just, just go back to listen to that intro. What? One more time. You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it for you one more time. Okay, let's do that. And just just imagine me walking up in your head an intro in front of hundreds of people. Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. Did I just fall on the floor there? It's not unlikely, but is that what we're going with? I don't know. So what what do I do with that? Do I trip going up the stairs? I mean, if I do trip going up the stairs, then I can pretend like I was just playing along with the intro, right? That seems like a thing. But should I take my dog up there and then hand her off while I'm telling someone, can you please watch her? Because then she's going to be going ballistic at the crowd, which... Who wouldn't expect that to happen if you've ever listened to this podcast? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so the intro. The intro is going to be fun. I don't know. Should I I play it up? Like, um, make it seem very authentic, which it is? Or should I actually just focus head down on walking up the steps and getting my papers together to deliver a bomb ass live podcast episode i don't know you tell me what you think i hope you're having a great week i hope that the beginning of your november is one that you're going to remember in the best way possible because i'm pretty darn excited about this month and i know that i've told you on several podcasts already but there is a nurse's PodCon coming up in a little over a week, November 20th in Nashville, Tennessee, which is one of my favorite places to go and have a blast. But not only are you going to have great music, you're going to have karaoke, you're going to have a whole lot of boots and honky tonk, even if that's not your thing. You know what I bet is your thing? 
listening to this podcast. And you can do that live along with other phenomenal nurse podcasters at Nurses PodCon. So please go check out, get yourself a ticket, and you can use the code ADHC Nursing and get 25% off of your ticket. Okay, so go to goodnursebadnurse.com, use the promo code ADHD Nursing, get that discount and show up whether it's in person or if it's virtual. I don't really care, but I want to see you there. And I would really, really, really love to meet each and every one of you that are going to be at this podcast conference. Just another warning, as I have warned you before, um, in case you are at the conference and I get to meet you at the meet and greet, um, don't be, I don't know, off place by my awkwardness. I'll try to be cool. I promise. I'll try to be super cool. But if I'm not, just know you're getting authentic, Jamie. So yeah, you're welcome. I'm sure it's your favorite part of the show, but I'm just going to talk to you for literally 60 seconds about the sponsors for this PodCon who is making it all happen and the ability for you to get to go there and to meet such phenomenal people who can't wait to meet you and have your reality in our gravity. Have you guys tried the Echo stethoscope? Echo is amazing. It brings together advanced stethoscopes, patient and provider software, and AI-powered analysis, which elevates the way we detect and monitor cardiovascular disease. Through this unified platform, their mission is to help clinicians drive the next evolution in cardiac care. And if you order, then you get $50 off with the promo code NURSESPODCON. CBD Stat offers wellness on the go. Let's face it, life can be unpredictable. Aches and pains can appear at the most inopportune times, interrupting our daily routines. CBD Stat products are designed to give you convenient, powerful wellness and ease to help you face these challenges head on and keep you moving whenever and wherever you need it. If you work in healthcare, then you know how important it is to have PPE this day and age. And I don't know about you, but the last two years, the goggles that I have to wear are driving me bonkers. They fog up all the time with the N95 when I go in to see patients. I have just the thing for you, Stoggles. Stoggles are safety goggles where fashion meets PPE. They're built with anti-fog and blue light blocking lenses. They can handle any setting and in style. So go check them out. If you are looking into getting a degree in healthcare, then you need to look into Samuel Merritt College. It is transforming healthcare, it's transforming communities. It delivers a high quality health sciences education with a focus on compassion and community engagement. Their students become skilled and caring professionals motivated to improve health outcomes and increase access to care. Every time I record, I feel like I need to take two, which is what I just did for this part of the podcast, but whatever. Okay, you're going to get the second part of me that's even more well rehearsed (laughs) as we talk about something that I year after year struggle with, and that is seasonal affective disorder. And now that I know I have an ADHD brain, those things kind of go hand in hand. And it was some point in time at the very beginning of my relationship with my husband He thought that like sad, that's what I'm going to call it, seasonal affective disorder, I'm going to call it sad. He thought that was um, 
kind of kooky, and he thought that it was just something in my head, though I've been through nursing school, and I also know that the ways to go about that are to use a tanning bed to get light for at least 30 minutes a day. You know, things like that that are kind of tough to do when you live in darker areas of the world. But it is certainly a thing and it is valid. Do dark winter days have you feeling down or kind of bummed out? If it does, seasonal affective disorder or SAD, which I'm going to call it, disproportionately affects adults and children with ADHD. So uh, we're not going to really talk so much about children because I don't have kids and I feel like when I talk about things that I have no understanding of, mm, it's not really fair to you guys, even if it is research related. So, I mean, you may get like little sprinkles of it here and there, but I'm I'm primarily going to talk to you, you, the adult who's listening to this podcast about you. Okay, so let's start with with what is seasonal affective disorder? Because, I mean, my husband has no idea what that is. It turns out that it is a mood disorder that is associated with depression, and it is related to seasonal variations in light. SAD impacts 10 to 20% of the population in dim Nordic countries and may disproportionately affect adults and children diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, everywhere. As seasons change, there is a shift in our biological internal clocks, which is also known as our circadian rhythm, right? The circadian rhythm is how we sleep, is how we get up. It is the thing that that tells us when to function, when to not function, when to recharge, you know, those things. Okay, we're going to get back to what exactly is seasonal affective disorder. Someone said that as seasons change, there's a shift in our circadian rhythm due partly because of the changes in sunlight patterns. This was discussed by Andrea Rogers, and this person is supervisor for intensive operation outpatient programs in the Department of Psychiatry at Cedars-Sinai. She further goes to explain these changes combined with the stresses of holiday travel, sensitive family dynamics, combined recipe for depression during those winter months. You're going to be left juggling these variables and it can be challenging and it can also make it very, very, very difficult to enjoy the joys of the season. I'm going to go ahead and tell you as a nurse and as an only child, I never really struggled as far as, oh, my seasonal affective disorder is kicking in super hard because the holiday is right here during the winter months. Juggling these variables can be challenging and it can make it difficult to enjoy the season, period. According to the National Mental Health Association, the most difficult months for seasonal affective disorder, they're through January and February. And the people who are most affected by it are the younger persons and women who are high risk. According to Rogers, melatonin, which is a sleep-related hormone that's secreted by the pineal gland in the brain, is produced in increased levels, which happens in the dark. Melatonin also may cause symptoms of depression. When daylight savings time ends and it begins getting 
dark in the day, a little bit earlier, production of the hormone increases, which can cause depressive episodes. These biological variables mix with the environmental conditions such as cold weather, emotional reactions to the holidays, and anxiety that can cast a blue cloud over your winter. One of the beautiful things that helps is phototherapy. My sweet husband, though he did not believe in seasonal affective disorder, I told him it was something that I suffered with, bought me this bright light to use for 30 minutes every day in the fall and winter. So I'll turn that sucker on whenever I am just eating breakfast or reading a paper or responding back to a couple text messages. I don't know. But I think it works pretty well. Phototherapy or bright light therapy has been shown to suppress the brain's secretion of melatonin. The device most often used today is a bank of white fluorescent lights on a metal reflector and shield with a plastic screen. For mild symptoms, spending time outdoors during the day or arranging homes and workplaces to receive more sunlight can certainly be helpful. Rogers recommends the following six tips to proactively reduce or eliminate environmental stressors and symptoms of SAD in people with ADHD. I'm all about this. Let's do it. Number one. Ah, I feel like this is uh, everything for us, but okay. I'm, I'm going to play with it. Let go of unrealistic expectations. <laughs> what does that even mean? Adults with the ADHD sometimes struggle with feelings of failure and disappointment during the holiday season when their unrealistic expectations really don't come to fruition. So rather than trying to recreate the perfect holiday of years past, just acknowledge your opportunity to build the traditions and add new wrinkles to old ones and embrace that change. I know that it's hard to get past the old things, but there is so much beauty and comfort in new traditions and so I really encourage you if the old things seem kind of painful or just something that's not quite you yeah add you to it okay number two pace yourself and accept help what in the world does that mean it means Unlike any other time of the year, the holiday season is time of celebrations, it's time of family gatherings, winter activities, and entertaining visitors. For adults with ADHD or parents or children with ADHD, these variables added to existing stress, anxiety, clutter, these things can ignite a firestorm of tension. So it's better to manage additional responsibilities and social commitments during this time by learning to pace yourself and organize your time. I know, I know, I know. It sounds so much easier said than done, right? But make a list and prioritize your most important activities. Accept the help that comes and allow for quiet time at regular intervals. And let me know how that works for you. Okay. The next one. I encourage you to acknowledge your feelings. The holiday season does not automatically banish reasons for feeling sad or lonely. If you have experienced the loss of a loved one, if you are far away from your family members or your friends, or maybe you're generally affected by the change in the weather and the light, like your girl right here is, it is okay to acknowledge that these things are present, even if you choose not to express them. Okay, this goes back to what I said 
several minutes ago. The things that you feel, they are valid. And the things that you need to do so that you feel more positive, also valid. You take all the time that you need. You deserve that. You deserve grace. All right, the next one. Don't drink too much. If you're prone to depression around this time of year, then this this podcast would certainly encourage you to keep your alcohol intake to a minimum. The next one, create a support system. How do you do that, you may ask? You're going to spend time with people who are supportive and that they actually care about you. If that isn't your family, then spend time with friends. If you're far from home or alone during special times, make a proactive effort to build new friendships or contact someone that you've lost touch with. The very last one that goes along with ADHD, seek treatment. Sometimes seasonal affective disorder or SAD can get the best of us. Even when we proactively reduce the stressors, if you're experiencing symptoms or depression during winter months that are uncommon for you any other time of the year, contact your mental health professional who can provide counseling and treatment to help you, I don't know, just weather the storm. I will be honest, every single season. I'm a little lizard on a heat rock, which is why I think Arizona is my future home. Arizona, Phoenix, Lake Havasu, somewhere in that area. And you know what I won't have to deal with then? Seasonal affective disorder. The Mayo Clinics, which is always one of my big go-tos. They want to encourage you to not brush off that yearly feeling as simply just a case of the winter blues or a seasonal funk that you have to tough out on your own. But there are steps that you can take to keep your mood and your motivation steady throughout the year. I'm going to provide you with that link as well so that maybe this fall and winter you can have the best season that you've had in quite some time whenever the weather is colder. If you would like to contribute to this podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the neurodivergent nurse, where you can get exclusive bonus episode, script of the show prior to the release, uncut video interviews of the guests, input on upcoming shows and ideas, and even more. Also, be sure to follow the neurodivergent nurse on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share it with someone that you think could also benefit from the neurodivergent nurse. And go ahead while you have time and while you're thinking about it and rate it and leave a review five stars on your favorite listening platform so that other people can find the show easily as well and i hope you have a wonderful week and i can't wait to talk to you again